Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I am your humble host, Buck Rising, and I am proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. That is the name that you know, the brand that you can trust for nearly 40 years. Here in Middle Tennessee, they've been working for you, family-owned business, John Barker and the whole crew. They will hook you up if you go pay them a visit. After everything thaws out, you go pay them a visit in Mount Juliet, or you can do all of your shopping online if you so choose at tworiversford.com. Of course, America's top-rated sportsbook app, DraftKings Sportsbook, where I have placed a bet tonight on the Memphis Grizzlies. They were a one-point dog at home. I use the profit boost that they have, the 50% profit boost at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I use it because I use the promo code A to Z Sports for all manner of great deals. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code A to Z Sports, and you will win money the same way that I have been winning money, which is a lot of money, and it's a lot of fun. Do it, DraftKings. Brimac Mechanical, of course, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. You guys know that you need the heat. Right now, more than ever, God forbid your heat goes out. But if it does, you give our friends a, a call at Brymac, B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brymac.com. They'll make sure that you get fixed up and get comfortable in your home, get in your comfort zone in your home. And if you are in your home and you're looking for a new home, you can give our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage a call, courtesy of Gary Ashton and his team. Your dream address without the stress is what they will provide to you, or if you are on the market to sell your home, you can sell for more at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so we had a lot of, we had about a, it was about 37 minutes we talked to John Robinson today. Um, It's the first time we've talked to John Robinson, Titans general manager, since November when Vic Beasley was cut. And and it's not like uh, GMs around the league. In fact, we probably talked to John in a press conference setting more than most media cores do to general managers around the league. John is uncharacteristically, uncommonly probably, uncommonly available to us as a media core and to you guys as fans as a result, right? So John gets in front of us. This is to be our combine media availability, except it's over Zoom because there's no combine this year. And so we go through all manner of questions for John, and I think I'll pull up the transcript so I can see how many questions in we made it before somebody asked about Isaiah Wilson because that has been the name on many people's lips in this offseason, and it seems we made it to seven questions in uh, on Isaiah Wilson before he was brought up because largely this is supposed to be about this year's draft prospects, this year's draft, this year's process, this year's coming crop of free agents, and the free agents who the Titans are currently you know, who who are currently unrestricted coming off the Titans roster. But Isaiah Wilson was at the forefront of a lot of these conversations because he has been, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, just uh, don't give a shit about the Tennessee Titans, the optics of the or- for the organization that drafted him. Uh, and he has been living his life very lavishly on social media, much to the chagrin of the people who drafted him. And you will hear from John Robinson on that here momentarily. The question that I have for you guys tonight, your two rivers for take, as it were, what percentage chance do you give Isaiah Wilson of making the Titans roster in 2021? Let me know on all four of the digital streaming social media platforms that we are coming live to you. Let me know what percentage chance do you give 
Isaiah Wilson of making the Titans roster in 2021? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length. You will hear from John Robinson momentarily, right after I remind you that you need to be go checking. Listen, if you're snowed in, you need to go check out at, online at the very least at tworiversford.com all of their great new vehicles like the new F-150, like the new Ford Bronco, because the Bronco's got goat mode. You can plow through the snow. You can be uh, you can be mobile, agile, hostile, and you can do it in style, courtesy of our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Their non-commissioned sales staff will hook you up, will make sure that you feel no pressure throughout the entire course of the car buying experience. They will put you at ease and make you feel like you are well-informed before you make a legitimately big investment like a new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford is where you go out in Mount Juliet off Belinda Parkway or online at tworiversford.com. The question for you guys, what percentage chance do you give Isaiah Wilson last year's first round pick, what was it, 26 overall, of making the roster this year? Words you didn't think you'd say, but yet here is John Robinson being asked by our dear friend Joe Rexroad about Isaiah Wilson, who's been kind of a knucklehead, and this is what the GM had to say. I just wondering about the future of Isaiah Wilson, um, anything you can share on conversations you've had with him, his status, what you want to hear and see from him to make you feel like he's committed and wants to do this. Yeah, I think, um, you know, again, it, we we put him on the on the reserve uh, non-football illness uh, list there. Uh, I haven't spoken to him since since that list got put out. You know, I think, um, you know, we did a lot of work uh, a year ago um, leading up to selecting him, um, you know, the evaluation process, uh, talking to, you know, different sources, visiting with him countless numbers of times. And um, for whatever reason, you know, the, the, the player that this this fall was here in Nashville wasn't the guy that was um, that we spent time with last year. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to have to make a determination um, if he wants to do everything necessary to play pro football. Um, and, and, and that's going to be, you know, on him. Um, so, um, I know what the expectation level is here. It's no different than any other player on the football team. You know, we have a certain standard, uh, that we want players, uh, to prepare and, and, and um, perform at professionally, um, and as people and, um, a lot of work to be done there. How, how do you feel about things at this point? I know you just said you didn't talk to him, but how do you feel about where things stand now and how close are you to feeling like you have to move on? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, that's, I'm, I'm constantly monitoring the uh, situation. You know, we have, we have people that are, have been in contact with him um, that I've talked through through kind of third party wise, um, but we'll, we'll see how that one goes. It's as honest a moment as you'll see from an NFL general manager about a first round pick. The player who we visited with was not the player that came to us last fall. John Robinson really letting it be known that this dude is not what they signed up for. This was not the dude they felt they had evaluated. They felt they had evaluated it thoroughly based on the restrictions that were placed upon everybody during last year's call. And this does not, listen, this does not absolve John this does not absolve Mike because ultimately they spent a first round pick on a guy who is just seems to be out of control based on what, at least based on what we're seeing from his social media life. 
in comparison to what a normal football player, a normal well-adjusted football player would be doing right now. It would be one thing if Isaiah Wilson was, you know, flying private and, uh, and, and, you know, taking pictures with Lil Uzi Vert with the, with the big, with the $24 million pink, uh, pink diamond in the middle of his forehead decked out head to toe. Listen, the man knows how to dress. The man lives a very lavish lifestyle. He lives well, God love him. But the problem with it is he has done nothing to earn this lifestyle that he now finds himself in. What percentage chance do you give this man of making the Titans roster? I want to hear from some of you guys, because I know a lot of you are vocal in the comment section. Tyreekus says he don't give an F about us. F him. The ball, according to JMO, is in Isaiah Wilson's court if he wants to be a Titan or not. Kel, Kevo Wright is at a two. Allen is a five, as is Mr. Aurelio. Jeff Stokes says he is flat out done. Zero according to Rudy Castillo. Charles Hardaway is going to be a little more optimistic on Facebook. He's going to say a 30% chance of Isaiah Wilson making the roster. I, I, I want to I want to play for you these comments again because, you know, John is uncommonly honest. I mean, maybe not uncommonly. He's just, he's, he's very, very direct in the way that he talks to us and inherently to you guys, right? He is talking to us because the fans want to know what's going on with the football team, right? We are there to facilitate that dynamic. Now, the team can put out their own stuff, but largely the team is not going to get grilled about things like Isaiah Wilson from in-house media, right? That's the whole reason why we're there. Listen again. Continue to comment. I see a lot of you. I see Demetrius. I see Ronnie Anderson. I see Jab, Austin Doucette, uh, Jeff Roberts, all of you. We're going to get to your comments here in just a second, but listen again to what John Robinson had to say about this man, because it is as damning an indictment of the player or the person, both even, that Isaiah Wilson is right now to hear this come out of the general manager's mouth after less than a year of him being on the Tennessee Titans roster. I'm just wondering about the future of Isaiah Wilson, um, anything you can share on conversations you've had with him, his status, what you want to hear and see from him to make you feel like he's committed and wants to do this. Yeah, I think um, you know. Again, we we put him on the on the reserve uh, non-football illness uh, list. There, uh, I haven't spoken to him since since that list got put out. You know, I think um, you know we did a lot of work uh, a year ago um, leading up to selecting him. Um, you know, the evaluation process, uh, talking to you know different sources, visiting with him countless numbers of times, and um, for whatever reason. You know the, the the player that this this fall was here in Nashville wasn't the guy that was um, that we spent time with last year. Um, so I think you know he's going to have to make a determination um, if he wants to do everything necessary to play pro football, um, and, and and that's going to be you know on him. Um, so um, I know what the expectation level is here. It's no different than any other player on the football team. You know we have a certain standard uh, that we want players. Uh, to prepare and and, and um, perform at professionally uh, and as people and um, a lot of work to be done there. How how do you feel about things at this point? I know you just said you haven't talked to him. How do you feel about where things stand now and how close are you to feeling like you have to move on? Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. You know, that's, I'm I'm constantly monitoring uh, situation. You know, we have, we have people that are, have been in contact with him. Um, that I've talked through so kind of third party wise. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that one goes. 
it's just incredible to me. They haven't even talked to this guy since he, they just they didn't give a damn about what Isaiah Wilson's doing because Isaiah Wilson doesn't give a damn about the football team. John, Mike Vrabel and and you know as a result John Robinson, but Vrabel is the person who says it the most frequently. We will treat you the way that you treat the football team if you are a member of our organization. And Isaiah Wilson's treated the football team like shit. So the question that I'm posing to you, I see Demetrius saying 50%. Ronnie Anderson, a 20, 0.00 jab. Martin says, Mr. Blutarski, 0.00. Five, just because he's a first round and dead cap money, says Austin Duchette. There's there's a lot of reasons why he should be, why fiscally, financially, and just from an investment standpoint, Isaiah Wilson should probably be given another opportunity. But at this point, this is very, very difficult to justify because Isaiah Wilson is doing nothing on his end to justify keeping him. That's the biggest issue other than spending the Titans money on God knows how much in jewelry and private flights and uh, and Hellcat, you know, all kinds of vehicles, a couple that he's wrecked, on and on and on the list goes. It's just, it's a, just a problematic situation for... Isaiah Wilson. Chris Frazier says 40%. Vince Williams with the highest percentage on YouTube so far. I've seen 47.5. Kenston Farmer sends uh, says 100%. He'll be the opening day right tackle. Sounds crazy. Check me in six months. Kenston, listen to me. Listen to me, okay? And I say this not to discourage you from commenting. But Kenston, that's the most ridiculous thing that anybody in. So it's not been, I, I haven't been doing the primetime show for two years quite yet. But in the year, almost two years that I've been doing this show, that is the most asinine thing that anybody has said in the comment section. Now, Kenston, maybe you're just an optimist. Maybe you believe that the player that they spent a first round pick on is going to prove himself triumphantly this year. He's going to come out of the woodwork. You know, Oreo cookie cake that's uh, that he's celebrating with, be damned, and the and the gut that the panda is rocking is not indicative of his true talent. No, Isaiah Wilson will beat out Dennis Kelly for the starting right tackle job, improve the Tennessee Titans offensive line, and send Derrick Henry on his way to a second consecutive two thousand yards rushing season. Kenston, does any of that sound realistic? What in the last year? of Isaiah Wilson, not even a year, which is crazy to think about. All this stuff, all this shit with Isaiah Wilson has happened in less than a year. What have you seen that would indicate that they would be anywhere close to 100%, much less start this guy? He's played four snaps. And the only reason he played was in a special to, on special teams in a blowout against the Colts where he was summarily planted on his ass. In what world do you think that this guy is capable of pulling, of turning it around? Check, check me in six months. Kenston, you check back in in six months. Come find me, okay? You know where I'm going to be every night, Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You know where I'm going to be sitting. Kenston, six months to the date. Uh, February 16th at 8.18 p.m. Kenston, come find me in six months. When Isaiah Wilson is either not on the team or riding the bench as hard as one could ride the bench as a first-round pick, because that is absolutely insane to me. But I appreciate your uh, your willingness to put it put yourself out there, Kenson. That's a, it's a bold strategy by you. Six months, check back in. I'll give you my percentage. I'll give you a more realistic percentage than Kenston has just done momentarily. Right after I tell you 
about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K. That's Brymac.com. You know it's cold as outside. It's cold as hell outside. It's frozen. It reminds me of living in Indiana, except, you know, we are more capable of handling the snow in the state of my youth, the state of my birth, than we appear to be down here in Music City. But that's okay, because you know where you need to be? You need to be in your home. You need to make sure that in your home, your heat is working. You need to make sure that your heat is working, courtesy of our friends at Brymac Mechanical, because they promise you satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. Go visit them in Clarksville or any one of their three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com at Brymac Mechanical here on the A to Z Sports Primetime show from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I, I, I can't get over Kenston. I love that. I Listen, I appreciate Kenston for putting himself out there like that. Panda says Tyreekus. He's speaking to the panda himself. So Tyreekus says, if you're watching, you a bum? Oh, no, that's not nice. <laughs> Tyreekus. <laughs> I can't read that on. Tyreekus, what are you trying to do to me here? What if I had a Ron Berg into your comment? You trying to set me up for failure? Tyreekus, you know I can't be reading stuff like that in the comment section. It made me laugh. That's not very nice. Um, you know, we wish we wish no ill upon human life. <laughs> and then no matter how it was conceived. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I, you guys are cracking me up tonight. I appreciate you. The, I only think of one person when I hear Ford Bronco, LOL, and it happened in L.A., says Coach Payton. Well, you'll think of two soon because your boy is going to go get one of these bad boys uh, here in the coming months. Uh, the best thing to do is cut Wilson, says Rudy Castillo. Castillo, Wilson needs a wake-up call. Uh, man, do, do J-Rob want his money back? Uh, long as he uh, bell me, I will go out and get it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Does he even have an agent yet, says Juan? Of course he has an agent. His agent listen, he's repped by the biggest, baddest agency in all of sports, in all of entertainment, in all of everything. CAA is Isaiah Wilson's representation. And apparently nobody at CAA is reining this dude in. They're just letting him run wild. CAA reps, you know, Peyton Manning, CAA reps Chick-fil-A, CAA reps Robert De Niro. They represent everybody. I my I, I know this because my cousin actually runs their baseball division at CAA. And I was an intern at CAA for a little while. I think it was my junior year in college at their Los Angeles headquarters. And I have a Nashville office too, uh, because they work with country music as well. But uh, yes, he does have an agent. Uh, CAA has not done him uh, justice, or at least hasn't, you know, hasn't been, if they're talking, if they're trying to, you know, pull him out, uh, he's, it's not been getting through to him. Was he speaking on the Titans of playing with his time and money? Uh, says Quay McGee, I, you'd have to tell me, I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, uh, but listen, the, the comments, the comments from, uh, from Isaiah Wilson are just, are just jarring. What do you think about Davis's comments? What, what did they, I haven't seen. Uh, I assume you're talking about Corey Davis or uh, Nate Davis probably didn't say anything newsworthy. So I assume you mean Corey. Uh, you'll have to let me know. I haven't seen anything that Corey Davis has said, uh, at least today. If Will, if Wilson sucks, then our draft processes need to be checked, says Dean Buckwalter. Yeah, you know, I asked John about this. You can go back. Uh, oh, Anthony Davis. I don't give you know. I can give a damn about Anthony Davis right now, Chris. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I got enough going on. Much less having to cover the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I would say to you that, um, that yeah, I am watching the Grizzlies game tonight. Uh, Philip Anderson. 
Um, let's see. But I, you know, I don't know who he was speaking on Quay because I know that he, he posts Instagram stories a lot. He deletes Instagram stories a lot. Uh, and it's problematic. I just, uh, I just, uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Isaiah Wilson. I've never, we've never had an in-person meeting. It's all been over. It's been one time over zoom twice on the phone once after he got drafted and once because he came on the 615 sessions podcast. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a weird interview to go back and listen to now, uh, now that you've seen the things transpire. Because I got Isaiah Wilson on, I think, like maybe a week after he got drafted here on the podcast. And that 615 Sessions is out and available now. So you can go back, subscribe, rate, review. There's a great episode today. We talk a lot about Isaiah. We also talk about blowing up the hockey team with our friends Adam Vingan of The Athletic and Alex Doherty from A to Z SportsNashville.com. Jay Romp was drunk or high on the rocks. During last year's draft, says Focus. No, that's not true. That's not nice. J-Rob needs to check himself, says Dom Odell. Well, I mean, listen, there's nobody to do. Who's going to check John Robinson? It's like Mike Vrabel. Who's going to check Mike Vrabel? Uh, it's Buck's, Buck's fault then, says Lorenzo. Yes, give me all of your uh, all of your slights real and imagine because I have a big hand. Oh, you mean, uh, you, mean <laughs> you mean it's my fault because I put him on the podcast? Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I, we didn't know what we were working with at the time. Again, uh, these are... These are the situations that you find yourself in. But the percentage that I put on Isaiah Wilson making the roster uh, next for this coming season, I give him about a 40% chance. Uh, that decreases every day. That gets lower every day by percentage points. Uh, we shouldn't mention his name until he proves himself, says Mr. Aurelio. Well, I mean, I got to talk about him. You know, he's on the team. Uh, and you guys want to talk about him. So, well, like, I, you know, I, I maybe I mean, you don't want to, you, you want to say, he who must be not be named, you're going to, Wilson shaped like a lunch lady. Camo. <laughs> you guys are mean, man. Uh, listen, I, I, I am not, I am not in a position to make fun of anybody's physical, uh, physical, you know, shape or form after what Uber eats and the pandemic have done to my body. Uh, I think I'm, I'm probably in the worst shape I've ever been in right now, but it's okay. I've got a, I've got a new meal plan. I've got, you know, I've got meal delivery service coming. Uh, I'm, you know, I can't go to the gym right now because, uh, COVID and, and, uh, and, and then a snowstorm. So, you know, I'm not leaving the house, but, uh, I will not be making fun of anybody's physical appearance, uh, right now. Chris Bynes says his mother made it clear that she don't give a damn about how happy he is by her actions on drafting. What? I don't know about that, Chris. Uh, I think her habits may have rubbed off on him because the way she acted was just the way he acted off the field. I don't I don't understand the correlation you're making there. Chris says he hopes the kid gets it together, makes an impact. I just see this as an example of his surroundings. I I can't speak on the family dynamic of Isaiah Wilson, but you know, what did what did she do on draft day besides pull his pull his girlfriend out the shot and let Isaiah Wilson have his time on camera? I don't think that was that was anything wrong by his mom. I, again, I I know we know we collectively, me, you know, Kaharski, um, John Glennon, uh, Tehran, we all collectively know so little about this dude just because of how little we've gotten to interact with him outside of, you know, the press clippings that they send us after they drafted this guy. And there was nothing, there was not, there, you know, they're not going to send out bad PR in the first round pick in night one, but, uh, you know, there was nothing like this. There was just nothing like this. And so a 40% chance at this point. Uh, yeah, see, I, you know, I don't like, I don't like, uh, like, like Aurelio and, and Focus are saying, I just, I don't think, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think that there is a, a reason to bring his mom into this. I just don't think, I don't think that's right. You know, we, we don't know that to be so. 
<laughs> let's see. Quez says, preach. I've been practically funding DoorDash by myself. Man, I have, I have over the course of the pandemic, I'm just starting to get my Adam's apple back a little bit. Uh, because I've started, you know, just started to eat better. Cause I, you know, until, until the snowstorm hit, I hadn't, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you guys an honest truth before the snowstorm hit. I had not been to the grocery store really since June. I've been getting like all of my meals delivered, whether it was by like a meal prep service or by Uber eats or by DoorDash or all of these things. Now it's not all, not necessarily all like, you know, food that's bad for me. Um, but uh, it's been really, really bad. The amount of time that I've put into like cooking for myself. Cause you know, I live, I live by myself. My girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend is, is a great cook, but you know, I, I work nights most often and she's not normally here to, to help me make dinner or whatever. And I, you know, I eat at ungodly hours because when I get a, I get done with the show, I'm hungry. And when, you know, it's before the show, it's like five o'clock before I got to jump on a, uh, on a pre-show meeting. So I've been <laughs> quiet. Quez thinks he's funding DoorDash himself. Yeah. I really haven't been to the grocery store uh, since June. <laughs> Holy cow. Says John. Yeah, I know it's a bad thing. Luan and the boys reach out to Panda says, uh, Mr. Too smooth. Here's what I know about the, with, about the Titans offensive line and about the Titans locker room largely. Cause you guys know, I talked to talk to a lot of the guys. Um, and I, they have tried. They have tried in the same way that the Titans have tried. It's not like people just abandon this dude. He has resources available to him. Hell, Ramon Foster, who is on local radio here on uh, with our friends on 104.5 The Zone. Ramon, who comes on the podcast from time to time. Ramon, who's had an 11-year career or had an 11-year career as an NFL offensive lineman. He reached out several times because everybody tries to get, you know, just tries to give this dude guidance. But the individual has to be willing to listen to some extent. And I just don't, I just, you know, 40% is a, is a high percentage right now. I just, I can't put it at any, uh, at any higher than that. Panda, Kaharski said, Panda's breath smell like behind the TV. Well, I don't even know what that means. And I don't know how Paul would know what Isaiah Wilson's, Isaiah Wilson's breath smells like. Uh, you know, Paul's been around Isaiah Wilson in, in person as little, as little as the rest of us. I don't, I'll text Paul right now and find out how the hell he knows what Isaiah Wilson's breath smells like. <laughs> it could be a beast. It's honestly sad, says Dom. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I, uh, I hear you. I really do. Um, gotta love Kaharski for calling J-Rob on his shit. Oh, about the pass rush. Well, you know what? I have that prepared for you. Here on uh, the A to Z Sports Primetime Show from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, I want to know from you guys in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch: Do you trust John Robinson to fix the Titans' pass rush? That is the question that we are posing to you here on the Primetime Show. Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch: Do you trust John Robinson to fix the Titans? pass rush while you guys weigh in that away before I tell you whether I trust John to be able to do his job well in that the biggest need on the roster right now is pass rush we will discuss together right after I tell you about oh I think I'm gonna sneeze Uh oh I've never sneezed on the show I just had a terrible like a terrible need to sneeze and I think it's fading away so if I make a funny face that's why I'm like trying to choke down the sneeze wow that just hit me all at once you know what hits you all at once money when you win it with DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code ADC Sports. That was a very scary moment for me. I thought I was going to sneeze on camera. Never done that before. DraftKings Sportsbook. 
That's what I do every night. I get these emails from DraftKings. They tell me the lines. They tell me who's playing. They tell me, you know, props for players to score first, all of the, the profit boosts, the, uh, the, the no-brainer bets that they have available. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code A to Z Sports, and you can get in on the action because it's not quite time for March Madness and college basketball to really kick up, but we're getting close. That doesn't mean, though, that the fun has to wait. You can have more fun with college basketball. Without football, college basketball is your bet. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They are giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if the team that you select makes one three, one triple, you win $100. This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook, and get in on all the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code A to Z Sports to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Promo code A to Z Sports for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. The fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. Do you trust John to fix the pass rush? This is the question that I have for you. So EA brought up Kaharski, kind of dogging on John a little bit today. Man, I'm through talking about uh, talking about to to gang his ass. Who all with me? We're going to need about six fans. (laughs) Who to take down Isaiah? You're going to need a lot more than that. So big boy. Uh, Man, he hasn't yet. So no, I don't, says LOL, which is fair, Sam Cam on Periscope. Chris Frazier says yes. Uh, Mr. Too Smooth says, I'm on the fence about J-Rob. I don't think he should be, but, you know, the the, the pass rush creates cause for legitimate concern. Uh, do you trust John Robinson to fix the pass rush? Uh, Steven says, I 100 tr- uh, 100% trust John to fix it. Justin Johnson says he's not sure. Lewis Chesney is right there with him. He disagrees, or is not sure, rather. Uh, Ronnie Sneed says he doesn't. It's been broken since Arakpo and Morgan left. And really, with Arakpo and Morgan, it wasn't anything, you know, special. I don't think he had anything to do with them coming here. He did draft Landry, though. He drafted Landry. Jeff Simmons kind of fell to him. Um, and listen, I for for as badly as the clowny experiment ended, and again, that's on John, right? You gotta you gotta vet the guy better and understand what's going on with his knees before you sign him to sign him up for twelve twelve and a half million dollars. Um, and by the way, he didn't rule out trying to, you know, trying to bring back. Jadavion this year, Panda still got an instance, says Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, it's still active. Although I saw he blocked a lot of people because a lot of people weren't able to find it. Uh, yes, True Beasley was a dud, dud move, but Clowney got hurt. J-Rob goofed last year, says Focus. Another year like that, and anywhere else, he's fired. He'll get four years. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. John, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel aren't going anywhere. Uh, the, you know, And they shouldn't, by the way. You've you've gotten better. Like You're bitching about 11-5 division-winning team this year. And, and that's good because it means you've got legitimate expectations, Super Bowl, aspirations uh taylor needs to get in his shit one time says quite listen i know for a fact that lawan has gotten in his shit i know for a fact that lawan has taken many different measures to go out there and try to help isaiah wilson isaiah wilson has to be willing to accept the help but now we're talking about the pass rush 
Focus says, I'm not done with Clowney. Says Focus, well, you know, I mean, he may be done. Uh, he may be done with you. I don't know. JMO says he still trusts John Robinson to get it done. Well, I don't know if our buddy Kaharski does. Paul Kaharski of paulkaharski.com and soon outkick the coverage. I'm very excited to see uh, what our friends from formerly the Midday 180 end up doing over there on Outkick. I think it begins in March. But in the meantime, Paul still, you know, still a part of the Titans media course, still coming to the media availabilities, still dogging John Robinson about why the hell they can't fix the pass rush. Hey, John, good to see you. Um, hey, Paul. Every time the pass rush comes up, you and Mike both tend to um, go away from the edge rusher position and talk about the whole picture. What's wrong in the Titans' philosophy with the idea of a dominant pass rusher who draws double teams and goes and gets him? And how come you guys never talk about that guy, uh, never invest resources in chasing that guy, and always kind of cover for the lack of having that guy rather than expressing a desire to have that guy? No, I mean, I, I think we, we, we would love to have, we would love to have that guy. I mean, that's, that's kind of our, um, you know, you, we want all of our players uh, to be successful, include, including the edge rush guys. Um, and, and, and we're, we're looking for, for those kind of players and uh, willing to invest resources, you know, again, um, we, we tried to put a plan together last, last year, uh, with, with building a team and adding some players and, um, you know, there were some, some players that came on the team in free agency that, that, that bought in and, and were about what we're about. And there's, there's some that, that did, it didn't work, um, for a myriad of reasons. Um, but I think that that's a position that, um, you know, we're definitely interested in and, and would love to have a guy that commands double teams and gets, gets two sacks. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the players are the ones that make the plays and, um, we've got to try to get as many of them as possible. Given the misses there. Is there any kind of reevaluation of the way um, they're scouted, they're coached, they're deployed? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the um, you know, we've gotten production out of those out of those positions. Um, you know, Harold's a good player for us. Um, Jadavian did some good things for us uh, last year before before he got dinged with some disruptive plays. You know, the statistical piece might not have you know, glean, but uh, he, he was a disruptive player on the edge for us. Um, didn't get a run, lot of run out of Vic. I've, I've commented on that one back in, in October, November, whenever we made that move. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's, it's about effort. It's about um, guys wanting to get to the, to the quarterback. It's about having some savvy and instincts, you know, when you're rushing on that tackle, how, how is he setting you? What is that tackle doing to you? Is he trying to, you know, just run you up the field. If that's the case, then you've got to have a counter. You know, how expansive is the player's bag of tricks as a pass rusher? Um, and then and then deploying them accordingly. If I may, sorry, one, just just one more. This kind of where we're in a row, Paul. This, this is where the initial question kind of comes from. You're you're kind of saying, hey, we got stuff out of these guys, and you were you were the second worst sack team in history to go to the playoffs and and you and Mike always make it sound like yeah the pass rush was okay when clearly if you watch the team the pass rush wasn't wasn't close to okay no I think it's got to be better I think it's got to be better it's got to be you know we, we got to execute better but I'm saying there I think that there are there there are different ways to affect the quarterback and 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 we've got to be better uh, on the edge rush but I think there have been players that 
that have been productive, productive for us on the edge. So <laughs> it's a funny exchange. Three in a row, Paul, is a great line from John. And listen, Paul, Paul asked very pertinent questions, right? They cannot, and, and, you know, a part of, a part of me sits there and says, you know, what do you expect John Robinson to say? Is he going to come out right at, come out right and say, yeah, you know what? The coaches didn't do a good enough job with the players that I got them. No. Is he going to say that I, you know, I completely and totally fouled up. That's my bad. Like he did with Vic Beasley. No, because it wasn't as bad as Vic Beasley or for example, Kevin Dodd. Um, but both of those things are on his track record, right? Uh, Vic Beasley was paid a lot of money to come here and do absolutely nothing and not care about the Tennessee Titans. Kevin Dodd vanished inexplicably. It's one of the most bizarre stories I've ever seen in five years covering this team. Kevin Dodd just, you know, stopped showing up to play professional football. That's also on John's track record as damn near a first round pick. Isaiah Wilson is another problem, but he, he plays a different position. Clowney. You know, again, you can only do so much if the guy's body fails him, but you should know if the guy's body is that close to failing him before you pay him $12.5 million. It's a difficult position to be in. But what Paul did, what Paul did there, I, listening to Paul, because you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the office, I'm sitting right here where I where I do the zooms from now because we don't we don't have in-person press conferences anymore. So I'm sitting in here and I'm waiting to ask my question. I asked the next question after Paul got done with John there. And I'm laughing because Paul, Paul is asking questions like you guys, if you were there to ask questions, right? He's like bothered by the fact that they won't cop to the pass rush. Now, a part of that is fair, right? Paul, all Paul can do is ask them a pointed, direct question about their pass rush and they give them the answers that they give him, right? Now, can we press John? Of course, it's harder to press him when we're all sitting in, in line on a Zoom and we have to raise our hands and we get called on individually by PR. So Paul's got to take advantage of the fact that, you know, he's you know he's there, he's got the microphone, he's going to talk then. But it's just funny because, Paul, it, it look, it was like it was like after a botched third down during the regular season. And it just looked, you know, Paul sounded like my mentions look during games. And it was very, very funny to me because I wanted to text Paul and I think I did. We have a group text uh, that we talk we talk amongst each other with during these press conferences. And I just wanted to text Paul why he's, why he's such a big Titans fan that he's this bothered about the pass rush. But I know it drives him crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a good question. You know, you gotta you gotta ask you gotta ask why they're complacent. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe Robinson is talking about Clowney being productive. Hopefully, we tack this problem with layers in layers rather says Justin Johnson with vets and draft picks. So here's the thing with Clowney, right? Jeff Simmons got worse without Jadavion Clowney on the field. Harold Landry got worse without Jadavion Clowney on the field. Now, Clowney himself was not overwhelmingly, he was not worth the money, right? He was not worth 12.75 or however much they ended up paying him um, after he missed out on incentives because he didn't finish the year. But what Clowney's intent was outside of individually affecting the quarterback was to help the guys around him by attracting attention, by disrupting, by creating one-on-one -on -one matchups, right? You scheme the defense around, or at least the front seven around Jeff Simmons, but you use Clowney 
to create those problems. And so once Clowney went down, you saw a markedly less version of Jeff Simmons because he was, be you know, he's being, there's more attention drawn to Jeff, right? He's the biggest, baddest thing in the middle of the Titans defense, but he's more easy to get under wraps when you don't have to worry about Clowney coming from the A gap or the outside or, you know, just straight up rushing uh, from a nine wide. Like it's, it, there's all manner of things that Clowney does that don't justify the cost, but you understand the reason why he's there. Now they can go out and find somebody like that for who's in much better physical condition. Just, I mean, if just from a health standpoint, not that I don't know what Clowney's conditioning was. Um, I don't think we saw enough of him, frankly, to know what Clowney's conditioning was, but there are ways to improve this defense that I don't necessarily fault Clowney outright for. Did Davion Clowney need to be better for the money? Of course, of course. Nobody is nobody is denying that. Uh, I don't attribute that to Clowney, says Titans for Life. Remember, it was Simmons' first full season, so there was fatigue. It can be a number of different reasons, right? It's not, you know, it's not clean cut. The defense didn't suck just because uh, just because Vic Beasley sucked, right? The defense sucked because the 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 defense was largely bad um from a coaching perspective the defense was bad from a talent perspective the defense was hurt right there's there's a million different things that get factored into why something happens in the NFL so it's not just straight up Simmons got and I should clarify that Simmons didn't just get worse because Clowney was gone Simmons got worse because Clowney was gone and because he played a full season and his body got banged up as everybody does throughout the course of an NFL season. So your point is well taken, Titans for Life, but there are good effects of Jadavion Clowney. There were a lot of plays where Clowney wasn't double. We we were horrible beating one-on-ones. I'm not talking about Clowney being doubled. I'm talking about Jeffrey being doubled. That's a difference. Um, Clowney was never an elite pass rusher, says Mike Wash. Yeah, I mean, they gave him pass elite pass rusher money without him being an elite pass rusher, right? That's, that's the thing that we're always going to come back to. But do I trust John Robinson to fix the Titans pass rush, I would say yes. Largely I do. Um but that trust is waning, you know, to be quite frank. I mean, this will be John's 6th year. I have been here for 5. Pass rush has always been an issue as long as I've been here. They have not I'm trying to think of the last time they had a double it, it had to have been Casey the last time they had double digit sacks, but that's because Jarrell you know, Jarrell is just different. Um, I I believe based on what I, you know, who I talk to around the league and who I see John Robinson being measured up against, right, against his colleagues, his peers, other general managers in the NFL, John is better than average at his job. But the thing that is the thorn in his side or has been so far is the inability to find legitimate Pass rush wasn't Arakpo. Uh, says uh, says somebody who uh, Quez says Arakpo. Think he had ten one year. Um, that may have been before I got here. I don't remember. I don't remember Brian Arakpo ever having more than nine, unless I'm mistaken. Which you know, feel free, feel free to correct me. Rudy says Arakpo as well. So maybe maybe I'm uh maybe I'm uh maybe I'm mistaken. It was not Casey. Maybe it was Arakpo. Um, and I'm I'm just mixing up my Titans defenders. Uh, I'm hearing grumblings of a buyer trade core. You were hearing them from me because I told you somebody in the organization texted me and asked me if they could trade Bayard. Is that feasible? And I said no. But uh, Arakpo had ten and a half sacks in 2016. Says Ronnie Steen. Okay, that was my first year. 
Um, so yes, that would be that. I was mistaken on that. Thank you for correcting me. Come on, man. Says Ronnie Steed. My bad. I won't put any. I won't put any evil on a uh, on on uh, Brian Osakpo. J Rob didn't bring him in. Says J Finn. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, so ultimately. I would say to you that, uh, yeah, the, the rumblings that you were hearing, though, uh, who, who said something about rumblings? Corey D. Jackson. The rumblings you were hearing from, from me, I got one text from one source in the Titans organization that asked if they could trade Bayard. And I said, no, nobody's going to take that contract. And that's where the grumblings end, right? I, it's just not going to happen. Uh, meanwhile, Grizz can't stop Zion at all. Damn, I hate being a fan of Tennessee sports. Yeah, I know. Memphis was, Memphis was holding them in check. And Zion, man, I mean, there's a reason he's the first overall pick. Uh, I hope it's not true, Bucks, says Corey. Why? He's making $15.5 million a year, and he was not a good player last year. Um, you can find better value at safety than $15.5 million than Kevin Byard. And it's not you know, it's not because I don't have any ill will towards Kevin Byard. It's just the facts. He was not a he was not a good player. He was in a bad defense. Uh, good players can look bad in a bad defense. But for the money, uh, it's just not, it's not justifiable right now. But they can't trade him. So such is life. Uh, if we can't restructure, we will not fix pass rush without hurting another area, says Coach D. Smith. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. You know I'll, I'll start to dig in to see if who they're asking to, to restructure, and I'll be able to report that to you guys here in just a little bit. So are we just going to avoid talking about J.J. Watt, says Kevo? No, I mean, J.J. Watt wants to play for the Browns. What, what do I care about J.J. Watt uh, with the Titans? He's the, the John, John said they had contact with him. Um we can probably devote a whole nother show to JJ Watt. I don't think it's worth spending a bunch of time on spending a bunch of time on here tonight when he's, you know, he's just, he hasn't expressed interest in the Titans the way that he has in the Browns or in the Steelers uh, or in the Green Bay Packers, his hometown team. So, you know, I'm not all that worried about JJ Watt. So let's, uh, let's move on. Says, uh, and, and let's talk about, uh, let's do, let's do the gone viral video. We've got, a good one here. It's a little bit longer, but one I think you guys are going to appreciate. The gone viral video question, though, fair or foul? I don't know how many of you saw Draymond Green. We, we play a lot of Draymond Green around here because I love Draymond. Uh, but he had a very, very impassioned argument for double standards for NFL players, uh, or excuse me, for NBA players and just professional athletes in general. Fair or foul? Draymond Green's rant about double standards for players let me know on facebook live periscope youtube and twitch we will discuss it together right after i take because this applies to the nfl too i think jj watt and uh and deshaun watson bit of a double standard uh we will see uh we will see draymond green give voice to that here momentarily right after i tell you about my friends at the ashton real estate group of remax advantage i'm in my dream address without the stress i'm sitting in my home i'm sitting in the comfort of my home, a three-bedroom house in downtown Nashville, right by the Titans practice facility and right by uh, Nissan Stadium. It's perfect. It's my dream address without the stress. I did it through the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, and you can too. John Robinson uses the Ashton team because he's the official real estate agent of the Titans. John Hines, I don't know how long he's going to be the head coach of the Preds, but while he's in town, he got his home through Gary Ashton because Gary's the official real estate agent of the Preds. Titans, Preds, Primetime, your favorite sports teams and your favorite streaming sports talk show. We all trust the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage because they're the best in the business and they bust their ass for Middle Tennesseans because they are here in Middle Tennessee working for you. Check them out at GaryAshton.com. 
Draymond.com. Fair or foul, Draymond Green. Ugly uh speaking straight up facts uh who gets the other two rooms bucks says titans for life well one is the office i have my bedroom um i have my office that austin and zach built into a studio here for me where i do the the podcast i do the uh when i do radio i do radio from in here i do the primetime show from my office it's all retrofitted uh for me and then the you know the second bedroom is a spare so uh if you guys want to come if you guys need a place to stay Get stranded out in the snow. I got a spare bedroom. You could come hang out in, <laughs> but not because COVID. <laughs> um, let us see. Fair or foul? Draymond Green's rant. Fair, says Puka, uh, on Draymond Green. We will play for you now the rant so you know what I'm talking about because Dar- Draymond was pissed and he'd had enough of it because what happened is Andre Drummond, the, the, the Cavs, Andre Drummond plays for the Cavs. The Cavs played the Warriors. Drummond warmed up got pulled from the court, went back, came out in in you know plain clothes, was not going to play the game because he's being shopped by the team. And this pissed off Draymond Green to no end. So fair or foul, Draymond Green's comments on double standards for players and organizations. I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. And uh, it's the treatment of players in this league. To, to watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win. Do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally. But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this. 
but teams care. It goes along the same lines of when, when everyone wants to say, oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see y'all tomorrow or Wednesday. Oh, my God. I Draymond Green for president. <laughs> That's my answer. Reed, tweet it out. Draymond, producer Reed, Trey, uh, Draymond Green for president. That is my answer uh, here. It's not – I cannot wait for – Draymond Green deserves so much better than a job with, with uh, uh, us slaps in the uh, in the media world but he's going to be fantastic on television or radio or whatever he chooses to do in his next life because Draymond Green understands fundamentally the issues at the core of what bothers players Justin Johnson says Draymond for Calvin hell uh, you know he could probably who's who what what isn't there a, a pro wrestler that's that the that's the mayor of Knox County right now i i, I don't know much about pro wrestling but I think that's the case. He could probably, you know, if Schwarzenegger could run for governor and win governor, Draymond Green could go for elected office. I love everything that Draymond Green said there. Teams talk constantly. It's always been team skew. Always be, been employer skewed. Just, to, you know, we all work for people, largely, right? We all work for people. Now, I'm in a pretty, you know, I speak from a different perspective. I work for a, a company where my input is heard. My I have a say in what happens at A to Z Sports because Austin and Zach have built a cut culture here that where, you know, people like me are able to have their opinions voiced. It's a very, very good business model as long as you can keep, you know, kind of th things reined in and people, you know, working within their workflow and just create a good environment for people, right? But long for in any, in any industry, it's always been to the benefit largely any situation that you're placed in as an employee largely benefits the employer when the employer is not going to treat you with the same kind of respect. That's all Draymond Green saying. He's saying that it needs to be more balanced. It needs to be more, there needs to be a more equitable situation or a more equitable discussion around players versus management. Because why people side with management so often when so rarely are the people who take the side of management, actual management in their own lives, it never made sense to me, but I love Draymond Green for everything he said. Draymond Green for president time and time and time again. Uh, yeah, yes, can't remember Knox guy. Jesse the body. Oh, Jesse Ventura, right? Jesse the body Ventura. Nothing that mayor of Knox County. Unbelievable. <laughs> Whether it's a car loan or a 40. Uh, when you sign the dotted line, you are tied to that contract, says OG Willick. Yeah, listen, ask Deshaun Watson. That's a real thing. Um, but you can always try to improve your situation, right? You, you should always try and improve. Your situation. Jarrell says, I wasn't asking you. Who else were you? I, I don't know. I didn't see what you asked, Jarrell. Maybe you're not talking to me. I don't, I, I hate, I hate the, I hate that I can't discern because all of your guys' comments across all four of the platforms are in one column on this, uh, on this, uh, this distribution system that we use. So I never know if you guys are talking to me or talking amongst each other. Um, yep, that is fine. Uh, that is fine. Going to be unprecedented, but the players need to pay for it. D Green, bravo, says Corey D. Jackson. Yeah, I uh, I really love to see it. NBA players are product, not just employees, says Puka. You know, I listen. I, it's I I feel the same way about my job. Listen, I I consider uh, I consider myself to be the product as much as the employee, right? Uh, that's that's kind of the situation. Kane is the mayor in in 
Knoxville. Unbelievable. Uh, Buck, I was asking, do you think we're sleeping on not taking a wide receiver in the first round? No, I think that that's probably the plan right now. The plan could change. Uh, and we don't know how the draft board's going to fall, fall. But I think largely, from my understanding of talking to people, is they're going to attack pass rush in free agency and wide receiver in the draft. So that is something that I would uh, that I would say. Buck, why did you look so terrified in the SO picture? Oh, Special Olympics of uh, Tennessee. Yeah, that was a good one, the polar plunge uh, that we did with Mike Vrabel two years ago today. Um, I would say to you, uh, I would say to you that I look terrified jumping into a pool of ice water in February because I can't swim. I don't know how many of you don't know that, but I can't swim. Uh, so, of course, I was going to be terrified because I'm jumping into a pool of frozen water. If I go into shock and I drown at a charity event, it's a bad scene. So that's why I look scared in the Special Olympics pictures. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Thank you, as always, for your participation. We appreciate you guys, as always, you brought it strong for uh, for the large, for you know the majority of the night. It was a good it was a good crowd, good audience, good comments. Thank you guys so much for doing what you do so well Sunday to Thursday night here on the Primetime Show. There is a six one five sessions podcast available in your feed. I spoke at length about what John Robinson had to say. It was fresh off the press conference. Um, a lot of the stuff that we didn't have time to get into here. Uh, the podcast is a more longer format. So I did that. I listen, I wrote an article today. I did a podcast today. I did the primetime show today. I did all kinds of things today. And I'm very, very, you know, I'm, I'm feeling full, full of energy, full of life because it means football's back for me. At least football is back. And my life is just not this meaningless void for three weeks while we wait for the Super Bowl to end. Football is back. Jake Jones said it best. Damn it. We are not tired yet. There's great content available to you across the A to Z Sports Network. Tides for Life says, Buck is running on fumes. I mean, maybe I look a little tired, but I'm having fun doing it because you guys make it fun for me, and you know damn sure I'm not tired yet. Support the people who support this show. They're not tired of providing you tremendous service, uh, whether it be a DraftKings Sportsbook, Two Rivers Ford, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, or Brimac Mechanical. They will hook you up, and they will – uh, treat you just as well as they treat me or any of their customers because they pride themselves on customer service. We will be back here at 8 p.m. tomorrow night, uh, Central Time, or, you know, thereabouts. And as always, fam, peace and love. Stay safe, stay warm, stay clean, whatever you got to do. Just don't, you know, don't get the COVID or don't get out in the snow. Whatever it is, we'll see you tomorrow night. Just make sure that you're not tired yet. No! Oh!